0: Welcome to the Lawn and Landscape Radio Network. I'm Editor Brian Horn, and today I'm joined by Frank Nicoli a horticulture instructor at Foothill College. Prior to working at Foothill, he started the Village Gardener in San Carlos, California, where he recently retired after owning it for 40-plus years. Frank will be presenting on a number of topics at the Landscape Industry Show on February 6th and 7th at the Ontario Convention Center in Ontario, California. Frank, thanks for joining me.
1: Oh, my pleasure. Thank you for having me.
0: And Frank, while, uh, like I said, you will be presenting on a number of different topics, I wanted to focus today on one everyone seems to have questions about, and that's recruiting and retaining quality employees. So let's start on a a broad sort of spectrum here. What are a couple ways landscapers can attract and retain the best employees?
1: Well, it depends on the type of employee you're looking for. So if you're looking for management types, there are sources that you can find them. Um, local colleges, uh, you know, I teach at college so I I know that there are good people there. Um, garden clubs, associations, so uh, California Association of Nurserymen, California uh, Native Plant Societies, go to their meetings. You're always going to find somebody that uh, that perhaps has an interest in um, uh, working. So. Those are for your mid management types. If you uh, go to high schools uh, and speak at high schools, I have found that not everyone at high school is an A student, and not everyone in a high school is going to go to Dartmouth. Right. I'm looking, yeah, I'm looking for the B, C, and D students. That's what I want. Um, Go where the potential uh, employees are. So if I'm looking for labor, uh, well, where, where are the guys hanging out? You know, if I'm looking for Hispanic labor, for example, um, I will hit uh, every taco truck in the area and paper it. Um, I partner with taco trucks anyway to, uh, to come and um, serve food to my guys. We'll talk about that later when we get into creative incentives. Um, I'll go to the irrigation houses. I'll go to the soil houses. um most of the time I have a relationship with those behind the counter. I'll tear a $50 bill in half and give them half and say, if you get somebody in here that's not happy with their job, just give them my business card. And if I hire them, I'll give you the other half this 50. Hmm. So I'm not really poaching employees from uh, my competitors. I don't do that. Never did, never will. But if someone comes in and they're not happy with where they are, I'm just giving them an opportunity to come and talk to me. Sit. Sure.
0: What, uh, when you do attend these meetings, um, or say you go into a high school or, or a college, what do you want to drive home? You probably only have maybe you know five minutes to make an impression. What can I do to make, to make the industry seem appealing and my company?
1: Uh, I come down to the basics. If you like to work outside, if you like to sweat, and if you like to see um, the product of a day's labor, uh, this is perfect for you.
0: Sort of uh, the uh, action and result where you can put in a day's work and look back on it and say, I mowed this lawn or planted this tree, stuff like that.
1: Yeah, and if, you know, if you really want to get up in the morning and want to go to a job that you truly enjoy, then this is the career field for you. Um, So many uh, uh, people in my career field say that. I love what I do. And you want to just reach that one or two, maybe three students in that audience uh, of 10 or 20, and you might get one or two calling you back. But over a 20-year period, that's a lot of employees.
0: Right. We've talked about some of the things that um, companies can do the right way. Where's a couple of ways, maybe one maybe just one, where you see landscaping companies go wrong when it comes to either uh, acquiring talent or uh, keeping them on board?
1: Well, um, many companies look in the wrong place, uh, and they all, they always assume that that employee is going to show up at their office to put in a application. That doesn't happen in the real world. Craig, Craigslist doesn't work. Mm-hmm. Uh, putting ads in newspapers doesn't work. Um, you need to go out and find them. Uh, that, that's what a lot of people uh, uh, don't understand. You've got to go get them. Uh, go to the college. Go to veterans associations. Go to the veter- uh, Go to veterans um, uh, on the colleges. Each of the, the colleges has a veterans program. Mm-hmm. Go to grade schools um, and talk to the grade school students. Work with community gardens. Go to garden centers and do talks. 4-H everybody forgets about 4-H. right? Um, And they're a great resource uh, for uh, talent. So I think uh, many companies are looking in the wrong place, and they think that that talent is going to come to you. It's definitely not.
0: Right. Um, So are those some of the uh, creative ways you would uh, recommend attracting employees, or are there some other things that you wanted to touch upon?
1: Well, one of the ways that I... Uh, attracted employees when I had my company is I, I would do a job there. And okay. it was a real sim- simple com- concept. I would uh, put out about 250 to 300 flyers in an area. Every taqueria, every taco truck, all my vendors, I'd hang uh, flyers up and I would just say um, come to my address at four o'clock on Thursday afternoon, and uh, just look us over. Um, there will be free food. I would hire a taco truck. I, I had a relationship with a number of the, the taco trucks in my area, and the free food brought them in. Um, the first time I did that, I got eighty-four applications. Wow. So I had I had I had my uh, management staff there, and we were just talking to people. Um, in terms of the cost, I paid about 450 bucks in food to the taco truck. He was thrilled. Right. I was thrilled. Out of 82 applications, I hired four people. One of them became a rock star. He was my uh, supervisor superintendent and stayed with me um, almost 20 years. So those kinds of out-of-the-box ways to get people in the door, I mean, you know, uh, it goes back to that movie is there pie? Yeah, there's pie. Come mm-hmm. on in, have a have a meal with me, and let's talk.
0: I'm curious, do you remember what uh, the, the Rockstar employee, do you, I know it's probably going back many years, but do you remember what stood out to you about that employee?
1: Yes. He had, in, in my estimation, he, um, he was very truthful. He had a good heart. I could tell that. And when I shook his hand, I could... Feel that he was a working man, you know. He, he worked hard. When I when I shook his hand, and, and it all goes back to if you can give me someone with a good heart and a pretty good work ethic, I can teach him the business. This stuff is not rocket science. I mean, this is this is basic ninety eight percent perspiration, two percent inspiration kind of business. So, right. Uh, give me give me somebody with a good heart, and I can teach him the.
0: Um, now, how about retention? What, I think there's a, a big focus on attracting employees, but sometimes companies don't go beyond. They get them in the, in the door, and then there's really nothing to, to keep them around. So what are some recommendations you have to uh, retain employees?
1: Oh, boy. <laughs> <laughs> I have a long list. All right. Um, first of all, most employees want to do a great job it's usually management that fails them. Management, um, if they if they don't set the standards high, if the standards are not well presented, and if the standards are not understood well and they're not held accountable for these standards, that's where a lot of employees lose heart um, because they do want to get up in the morning and they want to go out and do a great job I've never heard an employee uh, uh, get up in the morning and say, "Ah, I don't want to do a great job today. Right. You know, that's ridiculous. So uh, you want to keep the standards high. Um, At your meetings, honor them publicly and shame them publicly. Everybody (laughs) says, no, you don't do that. Right. Well, the way I did it is that I had one of my carpenters build a doghouse frame, just the frame, the front part of it. And I would hang that on my bulletin board where all the employees came in the morning and all of them could see it at our all hands meeting. I did nothing other than put a photograph in there of something I saw on a job site that was unacceptable. I didn't say anything. I didn't do anything, but everyone that came walking in the door, uh, and punched in, always looked for that photograph, and they did not want to see their photograph up there. They did not want to see something that they did in the doghouse. Um, so that was one way to shame them publicly without shaming them publicly. It was, uh, it was very effective. Um, Idea Bank, uh, we had an Idea Bank uh, so that any employee could... Submit an idea uh, either uh, written or at a meeting, if we used the idea we just didn't give them ten dollars or twenty dollars or a lottery ticket. I found that insulting mm-hmm. especially if the idea saved uh, uh a pretty good amount of money we'd give them a portion of the savings or we'd give them a portion of the profit and that that could add up, so I had one one um, employee. He was a laborer. He just loved digging ditches. Um, and on the weekends he was working for a roofing company or a, 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 a company that did foundations. He brought to me an idea about uh, a, a better demo hammer than what we were using. We switched all of, our, uh, all of our crews over to this demo hammer and our productivity went up. It was easier on the guys' backs too. Hmm. So uh, he got uh, a pretty good chunk of dough. I think he got well over $2,000 just for that one idea. Wow. And somebody sees that, and they say, well, I've got an idea. You know, so it starts his ball rolling. Um, on the maintenance side, we use door hangers to attract additional business. So if my maintenance foreman was out on the field uh, running his crew on a specific job, and he happened to see a house in the neighborhood mm-hmm. that would fit into our maintenance portfolio, he would hang a door hanger on that. And if we got the job, he got the first month um, uh, of uh, what we charged the client for that okay. job. He got the first month. So if, if it was a large job and we charged 2000 bucks, he got 2000 mm-hmm. bucks. If it was 800 bucks, he got the 800 bucks. So I had my, my foreman uh, hanging um, these door hangers all over town. It didn't cost me anything. I mean, a door hanger was about $0.10 cents to make. Um, I didn't have to mail it. It was a, another form of a, a direct mail program without mailing it.
0: And all, um, they, all they had to do was take the, the effort to just hang it on the door?
1: That's it. It takes them about 10 minutes. They can do a neighborhood, especially when some of the other uh, crew guys see it. Um, they want to help. They want to do it.
0: Back to the, um, idea, uh, the idea box. Um, what about ideas you don't use? Was there ever sort of uh, you have an employee come up to you and say, you never use my ideas, like I'm, I'm not going to waste my time anymore?
1: Oh, that's a really good point. Um, we actually read all of the ideas out at an all-hands meeting, and we allowed the employees to comment on, on them. So it wasn't as if the, the employee who submitted it went unnoticed. Uh, the fact that you were reading it out publicly was giving him some validation and some incentive to do it. Some of the other crew members may say, hey, that's a great idea, or hey, what if we did this? Mm-hmm. So it generated a lot of um, a lot of uh, uh, involvement with the other employees. So we, uh, that worked really well for us.
0: Did you ever run into maybe a hesitancy from employees of afraid of reading off a stupid idea?
1: Not too often, really. Um, um, every now and again, we get something that was kind of dumb, and we just laugh it off and play it off. Mm-hmm. But we 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 never really downgraded anyone who submitted anything, no matter how dumb it sounded. Right. And we always we always honored them.
0: So you almost have to create uh, an environment in that in that meeting where no, there's no stupid idea here. You think an idea no. is stupid? It could be saving us five thousand dollars a month.
1: Absolutely. And, and the meeting was uh, set up so that uh, it was more of a discussion, um, not so much um, one of the bosses saying, you need to do this, you need to do that. It was a discussion. What do you think? What do you think? It was a democracy. Um, and, and everybody got involved. They loved, they loved those kind of meetings. And we'd play. You know, we'd, we'd uh, do dumb things uh, at the meeting. Um, and the meetings were usually in the morning. Um, one time I brought in a mariachi band. We got, <laughs> the guys were all in the meeting, and all of a sudden, here comes a mariachi band. Just something different. Um, it's early in the morning, and, you know, you're getting ready to go to work. You've got a safety meeting, and everybody knows there's a safety meeting. We're going to talk about profitability and such. And instead of doing that, we brought in a mariachi band.
0: How often did you do these meetings?
1: Uh, every Wednesday.
0: Okay. And was this paid time? Oh yeah. Okay. Yeah. I think those yeah. are the details sometimes owners gets, uh, caught up in, you know, I'm going to bring him in for, uh, an hour and a half meeting or a two hour meeting. Do I pay him for it?
1: Yeah. Well, the meetings usually lasted about a half hour, 45 minutes, maybe up to an hour. Okay. And I had 50, 51 employees. So, you know, I'm looking at 51 man hours a week that I had to cover in my, um, in, in my bottom line. So it it was expensive. Uh, but I think it was well worth
0: it. And so they weren't coming in an hour early. That was an hour of time they should have been out in the field.
1: Absolutely, yeah.
0: Cool. Um, yeah. That was it for my uh, questions, Frank. Those were some, some really unique ideas. I really like the idea, idea one. Anything else that you wanted to add?
1: Oh, boy. <laughs> <laughs> um, buy an ice machine.
0: An ice machine.
1: Yeah. In the summertime, it's so nice when you're out in that field, to go to that igloo that's hanging on your truck, and it's cold water. Something really simple as that. Um, A bonus program. We had a bonus program uh, for the employees, and every year we had a Christmas party at this bonus program. At the beginning of the year, we sent a letter home, not to the employee, to the employee's significant other, Okay. And that person became the one that was driving the bonus because we would give out the bonus bonus at a restaurant at the end of the year at our Christmas party and we invited the families. So hmm. the wife was the one, how are we doing bonus wise? Because that was the money that was going to be used by the Christmas presents. Where are we at bonus wise? Right. They wanted to know. So that was a really good uh, way to uh, give them uh, bonuses. Mm-hmm. At that same Christmas party, everybody got a certificate of some sort. Um, the other thing that I did for, with my employees, and I don't know how much more time you, you have to, to talk about this, mm-hmm. um, is that I cooked for them. So I had I had my mechanic set me up a, a little portable cook that I could uh, pull into uh, a job site, and if that particular crew did a great job or they were safe for a certain amount of time, I'd show up and I'd cook lunch for them. Interestingly okay. enough, on some of these jobs, some of the longer jobs, the clients would see me out there and they would come out and say, what What are you, what are you doing? Yeah. I'm cooking for the guys. You want to join us? And sometimes the client would sit down and join us, more often than not, because it, I can cook. You know, I know okay. how to cook. So the client was smelling what was coming out of the, out of these pots and pans, and I would do a real meal. I wouldn't do, like, uh, a burger thing or anything. I, I would do shrimp Diablo, or I would do carne asada, and I would do it from scratch. So they know they were getting a good meal, and the clients uh, liked it. Mm-hmm. Um, so it worked out really well. One last thing um that we did is that we gave every employee a business card with their name on it okay and a title when when you have a company um you want everyone to feel like they're a part of that company business cards are cheap uh i can get uh 200 business cards for what 50 bucks If you're an employee and you just started with a company and two weeks later the boss comes up and gives you a box of business cards, what's the first thing you're going to do with that business card? You're going to take it home. You're going to show your family. You're going to send it to everyone that you know because all of a sudden you are someone. Mm -hmm. You've got a title. Yep. I also found that on job sites, I... Uh, sometimes the neighbors would come over and they would talk to my guys. What are you guys doing here? And this and that. Um, what company do you work for? Let me give you my business card. Right. I mean, how how good does that feel for a guy, or, or a, a woman who's out in a field digging a trench or, or or building a lighting system to be able to give someone a business card? It was so simple and so easy. Um,
0: they're no so longer they're long, no longer a cog in the machine. Now they have a place of the company.
1: They yeah they have a title and some of them were stupid titles. You know the the gentleman who gave me the idea about the demo hammer on his business card, his title was trenching engineer. Okay. He loved it. He yeah. loved it. I mean it was just dumb, but he loved it
2: because mm-hmm.
1: that's what he did. He liked to dig trenches. He was a laborer. He he was a great guy. He had a great heart. Um, um, but that was his title.
0: And it's it's professional engineer. Very much so. Great.
1: Um, If people come to my seminar, they're going to get about 20 more of these ways to keep employees. I have a a huge list of some of the things that we did. A lot of it is is a little off the wall, but it worked.
0: Hey, off the wall, sometimes the best. And you led me right into what I was going to say. If anyone wants to hear more of these ideas, as I said in the beginning, Frank's going to be presenting at the Landscape Industry Show. It's February 6th and 7th at the Ontario Convention Center in Ontario, California. Nothing like California in January. So I hope uh, if you're in the, in that neck of the woods, you can attend and hear some great ideas uh, from Frank. Thank you, guys. Thanks, Frank.